Welcome in. Very special Jock Market Power Hour. I'm Rick Gaiman. That right there, Joe Idoni. And Joe, first off, happy holidays. Happy Thanksgiving. This is a little bit of a, a special episode because we do not have the full-on PGA Tour action this week. That's right. Happy Thanksgiving to you as well, my friend, and, and all of our people that join us every week. I uh, hope you guys have a great holiday. You mentioned it. We have no PGA Tour event this week for the holiday break. But we wanted to do something a little unique, a little special, bring on a friend, talk to them, uh, and kind of just dive a little bit more into the game, strategy, gameplay, all that kind of good stuff. I've been looking forward to this. I have a lot of I have a lot of questions for this person. So I guess without without further ado, let me bring him in. It's Austin Blasky. Austin, uh, first off, welcome. I will uh, give you the proper introduction here, but thank you so much for doing this. We really appreciate it. Yeah, I appreciate you having me. I've been... Uh... I've been a long time watcher since this started, so it's cool to cool to be on and chat it up with you guys. Here we are, and all it took was a million dollars in trades to get here. That's all. It, that's all it took, Austin. No, but uh, seriously, um, the reason we wanted to bring you on is because uh, in this new world of jock market, which Joe, well, I mean, what, what, eighteen months into cash markets? Is that sound yep. about eighteen yeah. months into cash markets? Uh, Austin became the very first guy to ever cross over a million dollars in trades, and the story of how that happened is very interesting Austin but let me just let me just back the train up here and 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 how did you figure out about jock market what intrigues you about it like how how did this become a thing for you yeah so um back in it would have been last July so it's been a almost a year and a half now almost um in in your slack channel actually someone actually mentioned that, that there was there was this new new game and you hear about a lot of these that that kind of come up and you check them out for a little bit and then they kind of go away and um back then they didn't when i joined they didn't even have cash market so right it was a it was a free app to play and i was like yeah hey, i'll play and um ended up putting 20 bucks in back then they they did the same they matched the 20 and um just was playing the free markets and and like the con concept of it um, it's a little different than kind of anything that was out there before. So um, just just kind of was one of the first people in, I think, and just um, did well in the free markets and then joined the first, I think, was NFL. Uh, so just kind of joined that. And, and from there, just kind of have almost been playing since then. And it's been uh, it's been a wild ride. It's been fun. Austin, what what's your background? Like, do you have a background in trading? Are you into the stock market? Is that why this thing kind of hit it off for you? Or, or what what sort of uh, brought you into here so deeply? Yeah, so background, um, grew up always playing sports, um, played sports in college, played a little uh, professional baseball after college. And then after that, just um, went to the, the workforce, basically. Um, okay. And kind of that competition aspect of always playing sports kind of led me to, well, I don't play anymore. The closest thing you can is gamble your money and, and have that thrill <laughs> that way, um, as bad as that is. But um, yeah, so just always with like DFS and gambling, um, that's kind of how I get my sports fix as, as well as watching. So um, not too much in the stock world, just um, a, li a little bit here and there, but definitely more the the sports and the the gambling side of things for this but i like the i like the aspect how they how they join 
Yeah, and that's really awesome. And you mentioned, Austin, something that uh, I felt kind of the same way when I was introduced to Jock Market, uh, which if you've stumbled in here, it's it's stock market for athletes, for sports. You can buy and sell. Now you can even short uh, shares of athletes in their respective sport. But kind of when I first came across it, I was like, ah, I- I've seen this before. The, the, you know, these have come and gone, these these startups or whatever. But this um, this seems to stick and uh, they seem to be growing. And especially because I think it's it's executed better than other versions of this um, that I've seen. So it's 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 exciting. But the, the whole the whole idea of going from a twenty dollar deposit uh, to over a million dollars in trades like how, how do I reconcile that? Right. Is that, is that every cash market that's ever been available on jock market? Is it across a bunch of different sports? Give us a kind of a, a day or a week in the life of, of you on the jock market. Yeah. So when it first started, um, I was playing almost every slate. I mean, no matter the sport, whatever it was, um, just cause there were so few people that were doing it um you could almost have the worst slate ever and still make a few bucks (laughs) um so i've really tapered off now i've um i i'll focus on on nfl and pga um i don't know if i've missed the slate of that uh maybe one or two but and then on the off days i'll i'll play nba or mlb or nhl just just because um but really since it's gone was focused on on NFL and PGA is, is what I do now. But as far as getting, like you said, the $20 to the, the million in trades, I think that's just from being in one of the first first users and and didn't deposit much, but the bankroll got up quite a bit and then just reinvesting, reinvesting um, back in the early days and, and not as much anymore with the bankroll, but I would try to get almost every dollar I could into IPO <laughs> and and then just roll it over on the next slate. Um, and you do that you do that for a year and a half and and you're you're at a million. So that's uh just try to get that money in and and see where it goes. Yeah, I was awesome. kinda gonna ask you about this because it's interesting, like in any other format, it's 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 a horrible idea, right? You hit it big one week to just dump it all back in there the next week. Like if you're if you're gambling like that, eventually you're going to go to zero. Jock market's unique because you can't really go to zero. So even if every player in PGA, for instance, say you get ten to fifteen guys, they all miss the cut. You're still getting back a dollar per share there. Like talk to me about specifically sort of the differences in the PGA contest, which is what Rick and I focus on versus doing like NFL or some of these other sports, what makes it unique? Do you feel like it's advantageous? Do you feel like it's tougher or easier than other sports? Yeah. So I think it depends. I think, um, the PGA is very similar to like the NFL, the full slate they do on Sundays. Hmm. And then the single game slates are unlike anything other. And I think it's going to, we're really going to see that um with this event coming up where there's only the 18 to 20 guys in the pga it'll it'll yeah. act like a, a single game nfl slate but yeah uh, one thing that i really liked about the app was it was new and no one knew anything about it so early on i really tried to dig in like i focused almost more time after the slate and reviewing what went on wh- what i did what everyone else did um rather than like the beforehand um, and I think that really helped me gain an edge along the way, just kind of maneuvering, especially with PGA, how people were bidding um, that kind of 
there's no ownership in in jock market like there is other dfs but um in a way there is for what the pricing goes for um the, the super popular guys are going to go over you know over what their their pricing should be i guess and um i think you just zig when people zag and it it so overall i think all the markets play similar on strategy but um golf is definitely unlike any other because you're gonna have like martin trainer what was that last week yeah you know missed seven cuts in a row but pops once and now his <laughs> jock market i guess history he's plus 30 percent return on investment so um, yeah. it's it's very unique and you see you see new things like that each each day the i love the idea and you've kind of alluded to this a couple times of you are really on the ground floor of this and i still think that we are you know we're 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 very much in the in the infancy of this even as it as it continues to grow but do you ever kind of reflect and say wow i was on the ground floor of something i am in the top zero zero one per i mean you're the number one guy you're you're the guy right the first one to cross over the million dollar in trades do you ever reflect because to me there's not a lot of opportunities for that in the internet age or in kind of what we do to kind of be so ground floor and to lean into it so much that we've brought you onto a show and we want to pick your brain about it <laughs> yeah it's definitely cool it's definitely something that you like like i i've played you know i've I've gambled, bet on games. I've played other DFS sites, but on those, you're you're almost hoping to like break even and and have fun, um, and and just kind of an entertainment aspect. And this has been this has definitely been that. But yeah, to be one of the one of the first ones, and then um, as it grows, talking to other people who are playing, DMing on Twitter, kind of um, them asking questions, me asking questions, kind of it's really been cool to be one of the first ones um, to play the app and then where it's grown now to where there's tons and tons more people every day on this show, every day on the markets, you see uh, the free contest. I think they upped it to like 2000 users and it fills, fills really quick. So to see, to see that and, and to, yeah, like you said, reflect and where it's came from, it's, it's been cool. Yeah. And just to kind of like recap here. So I want to make sure I get this straight because the story's, unbelievable like i've told a couple people they don't believe me you started with a 20 dollars deposit you just cleared a million dollars in trades like what is it talk to people about the process because i think there's a lot of people out there that are still sort of skeptical they're not sure how this works is it legal is it some shady overseas book like talk to us about sort of getting money in and then like taking money out of jack market like is it simple is it difficult uh can you kind of explain that yeah, definitely. So, um, and I think when they, when they posted that a lot of people, uh, you see like the, the $1 million and don't read like in trades, not profit. Right. Um, and, and they posted big, big on, difference, but yep. still impressive. <laughs> so the, tw the, the Twitter, um, universe got it pretty quickly, but they also posted it and tagged me on Facebook. And as oh, you can boy. imagine people over there are like, Holy, you're a millionaire. Like <laughs> just on this one app. And it's like, it's like, that's just how much is traded. But um, so explaining that was a little difficult, but um, especially if you're not familiar with the stock market. But um, yeah, I think um, I, I got a, an Excel sheet um, that Jock Market sent me of, of all the markets that I've ever entered that's cool. um, to kind of reflect. And it was cool because um, I looked and I gained, deposited 20, they matched the 20. So I had 40 bucks cash before I even started. Um, <laughs> but just in the 
the free markets um, was about two hundred fifty to three hundred dollars before they introduced the the cash markets. And the first cash market was week one of NFL, and that would have been two thousand last year, two thousand twenty. And I had like a four hundred dollar profit, which back then seemed huge. I just doubled my money. Um, so I think that was almost lucky in a way. I, I could definitely have seen where you know. I lose a bunch on the first week, lose a bunch of the second week, and I, I just kind of forget the app and never never play. But so the first couple of weeks of NFL were, were super big to get get the bankroll loaded. And I think at first people were skeptical and said, I just I just made like a couple hundred bucks pretty easily and withdrawing the money and withdrawing the money. And with, with Jock Market, uh, I've only done it a couple of times, maybe one time of withdrawal. And it's, it's super quick. I, I've talked to other people. It's a one day return. Usually um, they, they deposit it right to your bank account. Um, it's it's super big. But that, I'd say that was one of the, the biggest things that I've done um, that, that has helped me along the way. Early on, people make 500 bucks and withdraw half of it. And I kind of noticed early on, the more you can have in your account, you're, you're, you're so much of a bigger player. So yeah. I, I have only withdrawn a very small amount. Um, and just kind of kept rolling it over and rolling it over. Cause I knew, you know, from 500, get it all in the next week, you're putting it all back in. And that was kind of my, my strategy as they were trying to grow the, the markets were really uh, fruitful. You can, you could make a lot uh, playing, playing almost every slate. And I think that's, what's really helped me is knowing that early on where s- some other markets are gambling. You, you hit big, you're withdrawing a lot of that out uh, and putting, you know, a 10th of it in, the next week to be smart. This, I, this, I really noticed the smart way was to, to get as much in an IPO as you could. It is interesting that, uh, you know, you, you said the guys over at jock market, they sent you a spreadsheet with all your results. I know that, uh, what they sent you a bottle of champagne when you crossed over the million dollar mark. That, that to me is still fairly, uh, I mean, that's rare to be able to interact with, with the, an app or a site in that way. I thought that was a pretty cool little touch that, that they, that they pulled off. Yeah, it's been cool. Um, Dave, um, I've had a, a, a lot of emails back and forth with him on, on just, you know, being one of the first, first players in the space, him asking, uh, things we can do better, um, mm, changes that he wants cool. to make and kind of seeing like, do you think this is a good idea? What, you know, just kind of help improving and, and yeah he uh he sent me an email can't it was maybe four o'clock one one afternoon and kind of told me hey we're gonna run this story with you you're you're about 20 grand away from hitting the one million dollar mark and i had no idea and i was like oh that's cool <laughs> and he's like hey shoot me your address real quick i got something to send you and it was maybe four thirty that day half hour later someone knocked and Oh, and no it had kidding. delivered. So yeah, it was, it came very quick and I was very oh, surprised. And, yeah. That's cool. Very appreciative of, of him doing that. He's like, all I asked is just give me a picture so we can add it to the, the tweet. <laughs> and yeah, it was cool. So it's been good to kind of grow with that and, and, and kind of have my input and um, yeah. kind of see what, what works and what doesn't on, on like where I've played quite a bit of the slates and, and kind of dabbled in all the sports. So it's That's been real awesome. cool to, to do that. That's cool. Really unique crew over there. We found as well. Great people. Um, always uh, welcome to feedback and, and making yeah. sure that um, their product is top of the line. But I want to kind of circle back. So you mentioned like the majority of what you do is is you you try to get as involved and as many shares as you can in the IPO phase without like 
giving people the secret sauce. No, here. give people the secret sauce. Give it yeah, up. Maybe give people a little bit. Give them a little <laughs> bit. But but what is like like talk to me? Are you waiting till the end? Are you trying to get shares in early? Are you use utilizing the API or are you just doing this on your phone? Like give us a glimpse behind the curtain to like the final 10 minutes of say PGA IPO for you. Yeah, definitely. So I think playing for so long, I know kind of my strategy. So I, I very, I won't bid anything like early. I'm, I'm very late, late to bid. I know kind of my target number of players that I'm trying to end up with, how many I need to bid to end up with that, knowing I'll get outbid on a few. Right. Um, so I'm usually starting uh, about 840 on PGA. So it gives me a 20 minute window to kind of scroll through, gives me a few minutes at the end to, to hopefully go back and bid on guys that, um, that I want. So that's kind of how I do it is I'm, I'm very much at the end. Um, uh, the biggest, the biggest thing that I've, that's worked well lately is with the favoriting tool. I don't use it too much as players that I, um, want to bid on, but um, guys that I already bid on that I know at the end, those are like the main ones that I want to go back and, and rebid if I'm outbid, uh, which has been super helpful because a lot of times I, I usually target 35 to 45 players in PGA. So I was going to ask you, okay. You, you can't go back and, and look at all that list um, yeah. because if you get your bids in too early, you're going to get outbid with the rush the last two to three minutes with the players who are only bidding five to 10 and, and they have those targets already set. So, uh, that favoriting tool has come in handy with that. Um, just going back and getting the players that, that I want, or I think that are too low. Are you doing all, it all through the app then? All through the app. Yeah. I use, I use my, just, just on my phone. So cool. that's seems to work well. I, I kind of have, seems dumb, but, uh, with, <laughs> I'll have specific, like, I always bid like the same last two numbers. So like $2, 33, 44, 55. Um, it sounds, it sounds dumb. It probably is, but I think it just saves a little bit of time on clicking and you're trying to go through a hundred and there you go. List. Look at that. So, um, and then the shares, I do that as well. And I think that's almost become like a habit. So whether I'm targeting like 33 shares of a player, 44, I rarely do like an off numbers. So I like, I, actually, I like to put the, yeah. Sorry, I actually like um, – so, so Joe, you got sniped on this, I guess, last week or maybe the week before where someone you, – you bid like $8 and somebody got you at like 801 or something like that. And I was yeah. like, if you – like you never make it $8 flat. You make never. it like 807 or like 813 <laughs> or whatever so that you don't get sniped. Austin here is way ahead of the game because he's saving milliseconds. He's saving by milliseconds. From, by not going from the 6 to the 7, he's just 6-6, six, 7-7. Six, seven, seven. Like, I love it. And that's how you now, do it. The app – the app sometimes in the big slate, especially football, um, it'll take a little bit for your bid to place and get back to the screen where you can X. Yeah. And I think it was, it, it was maybe like week six or seven in NFL. And, and it was, the app was super laggy and all of the guys that I know through DMS and Twitter uh, at the end, none of us got shares <laughs> of really anyone. And it was all like the top guys. Cause I don't know how, how Joe does it if he favorites and goes from there. But I usually start from the bottom and work my way to the top okay. um, just because you see the most most change at the top. Um, so we all got shut out on all like the top five guys in, in the NFL slate, which in a single game slate, those are that's the moneymaker. Right. So um, 
I, it's it's more of a habit than a time saving thing, but something I've I felt like I've always done that that helps. Now, now are you a, are you a buy and hold guy, or are you making trades uh, throughout the course of these games, whether it's NFL over over those three hours or over PGA over four days? How involved are you in the in game aspect of the jock market? Yeah, I'd say most of my stuff is in the IPO buy hold. Okay. Um, now it does vary. I do. And, and I got burned on it a couple of times, but um, after the event, so especially PGA where the, the IPO ends at nine, you have a whole ninth that it goes. So I'll usually check right after about 930 and you can go in there. A lot of times you can, there's five, six, seven, eight guys that you can share, sell for a dollar profit a share. Um, hmm. So I've always had the, I don't know, I've always done that because I did it early on um, when I needed the bankroll and it was almost a habit of like, hey, I need to go get need to go secure some profit uh, while it's there. You're, then, you're saying you're saying there's actually a window because of the uniqueness of PGA where the IPO closes Wednesday night, the tournament starts Thursday morning, that within an hour or two of IPO closing, you can sell before this thing even starts shares yep, of golfers yep. for a dollar more than you have paid for them. Yeah, especially um, you'll, you'll see some guys go under the radar and they might um, – especially the guys with the high pre-rank that aren't necessarily like the best, the best golfers. We see it. I think it was with Aaron wise the, the other day where he was a high ranked golfer or, but he, you know, he's maybe 15th on the odds board, but he's ranked third in jock market. Well, his, his um, average share that jock market is saying might be $9 or $8, but his IPO was four seventy-five. So they see that, break even of, of $8 and, and there's bids of six, $7 um, because they're, they're being told it's worth $8. So guys like that, um, I'll take my profits on. Um, I usually like the hold, but yeah, that's more in, and then you got an hour window of NFL. So um, the main slate right. closes at 12 and it doesn't start till one. Usually you can, you can make a good bit there, but on the, on, I'd say 95% of my, my shares are being held till the end, whether that's, that's good or bad. <laughs> Have you found any sort of benefit to to shorting guys yet? I know in PGA sometimes it's tough, but like this, at the other hand, it's so variable, right? Like how many tournaments in a row, Rick, are we now where the, the guy who's leading Saturday does not win on Sunday? Too many, I believe, is the it's answer to that many. question. <laughs> I'm hoping that changes course this week. But, but do, do you see any sort of benefit to that in, in PGA or is it still sort of um, evolving as those sort of targets get closer together? Yeah, I've I've definitely keep my eye out for it, uh, but I haven't had too much luck and haven't really dabbled in it too much. Now I think um, there were some people talking on Twitter a, a week ago about, and Jock Market had mentioned where IPO shorting was was in the yeah. works, um, which I think oh. I think that will be very um, beneficial. I think especially in the sports, um, golf will be a little tough because. The, the highest guys go for seven, eight dollars, but your other sports, like especially NBA, where where these guys can get up to eighteen, nineteen dollars. Um, yeah. In, in the market, I mean, I, I I'll probably end up losing money on it, but I'm going to be <laughs> shorting those guys almost every slate. I mean, a blow a blowout or you know an injury, and they drop or for foul $1. foul trouble, like yeah, literally anything, anything I mean, right? Anything, yeah. Um, you know, you're you're making a, a eighteen, nineteen dollars a share, which if you think about a, you know, a $5, yeah. $6 golfer winning, that's kind of the same. So 
Um, I haven't got too much into the shorting, but I think I definitely will in the in the IPO. And I think that's one thing. It'll be tough um, to see how Jock Market does it with the bankroll, because now shorting, if you short a five dollar guy, you're you have to submit twenty dollars in your in your funds. Right. So I think that'll be interesting how they're going to how they're going to do that with the IPO shorting, if they can find a way to to, to balance that out. Um, I think that'll be really beneficial, especially at the start. Everything with Jock Market, when it first rolls out, there's huge opportunity. Um, yeah. So mm -hmm. I think that'll be definitely something I'm looking at. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, as far as other strategies go, tips, tricks, is there anything you're willing to divulge to the people that maybe uh, gets overlooked or maybe people don't understand maybe as well as you do? Yeah, I think one thing that I've always done is um, just kind of zig when people are zagging. Um, mm -hmm. it, it sounds sounds silly, but I mean, you look at like um, daily fantasy and and everyone plays the ownership. Always, you know, too much ownership. Not you know. And here, I think um, when it first rolled out and, and this show first started, you would see guys ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen dollars in in IPO, and and the, the narrative was, well, if he finishes eighth or better, or whatever. but 156 guy field, um, you know, eighth or better is tough, no matter, no matter who you are. So, yeah. um, but back then I think I was an early adopter of leave the guys at the top, just hammer the middle and the, the bottom range. And, um, I had a note that, so uh, there's been eight tournaments this year, um, in this new golf year. And, the highest earner has never been the winner of the tournament. So the highest percentage back is never the winner. I think it, you have to go all the way back to the Wyndham in August where the, the winner of the tournament was actually the highest uh, return on jock market. So, um, and even guys, I was looking at it kind of, kind of yesterday, kind of doing some research uh, on your site, Rick. And it was, I was looking at guys who had really great years last year, like Morikawa, he was an average 25% return. Hovland was 16. And Cantlay, who was the player of the year with four wins, was 35%, which seems huge. But then no names like Andrew Landry was 36%. Um, Hagee yeah. was over 50%. Uh, yeah. And then even like Martin Trainer, we just talked about him. But he only – I mean, he's had one tournament in the last year since Jock Market's on, and he's an average of 52% return, which is insane. So – um, I think targeting guys like that was really helpful uh, when everyone was going to the top. And now it seems like people have kind of gasped that strategy. And now the top guys have been going for seven, eight, nine dollars. Um, so I've been targeting a lot more guy, a lot more guys like that. Like like this week, it'll be over before this airs. But guys like Webb, um, who I th thought were just undervalued. Uh, so I, that's the biggest thing I do is when everyone goes one way, I try to go the other. And usually, usually it works out pretty well. It's awesome. That's interesting. So pretty much whatever Rick and I are kind of talking about, Austin just goes the other do way. The opposite. Probably. That's probably the smart, <laughs> that's probably the smart move to do. Yeah. No, but probably. uh like, do you see to me, 35 guys seems like a ton to like keep track on in bid. Are you, you know, I've, I've kind of, Rick and I've talked about it before, how I will sort of create a spreadsheet and, and, create a mock price point basically that I'm comfortable for these guys in the field. Are you doing anything like that? It seems tough with that many guys, or are you just kind of letting it fly based on, you know, your eye test and what you know about PGA golf and who you see as value at a certain particular time? Yeah, a little bit of both, I think. So um, this has really been popular in like 
fantasy football like season long drafts, but I do more of like a tier based. Um, mm. So I think like to me, the the 50th ranked golfer is not that much different than the 80th ranked golfer. Um, so I'll break it down in almost like tiers at the bottom, um, you know, bigger tiers, almost one to 150. Almost they're all interchangeable. There might be a few guys in there, but uh, kind of break it down in the tiers and the higher the higher ranks go. I'll break it in smaller tiers, maybe more specific prices on those. But that's kind of how I do. Um, and knowing I usually I'd say I'll bid on 70 guys uh, to get to that 35 to 45 number, sometimes more depending on how the slate looks and, and the pricing. Um, but. Yeah, I think I think that's the strategy that's worked. Um, I, I tried to do kind of the the piece price for each guy, and it just didn't it just didn't work for me. I was IPO is too crazy to when you're bidding yeah. on all those guys. You, you end up just bidding to bid and not even paying attention to what you did. So um, I think I think with this, it's really important. Um, like Sam Burns, love Sam Burns last week, um, but but not at twelve dollars a share. So I think having the the strategy of that where you got to you got to let guys go no matter what you think about them if, if they win the tournament they win the tournament but i think overall um just having having that strategy has helped um do that so i, I really try to use that tier based and and stay disciplined to um getting guys cheap and and letting guys go that i think are overpriced no matter how much i think they're they're gonna do well or or how much i like them um it's it's a mix because sometimes I will um, buy guys because I want to see them do well and and uh, you know so I try to mix put the profit up there as importance but um, it's it's also fun to to gamble. That's awesome, uh, Austin. You've been very uh, generous with your time. I don't want to take too much more of it, but we we talked about how open the jock market team is to improvements and feedback. We've talked about how the evolution of this, you know, these cash markets in just a little over a year has changed so much. Are there any things that you would kind of like to see change or be improved on in these future versions or iterations of the jock market? Yeah, I think, um, I think the IPO shorting is a good, a good step. I think with, um, with these new new apps and stuff, I think it's important to to make changes and make make add-ons, uh, but not not too much. So I think um, it's tough because if, if people like it, you don't want to change it too much, but you also don't right. want it to get stale um, uh, a year in. So I think it, I think it's tough. I think, uh, and I think you've talked about it on the show before, but adding some type of like tournament aspect where uh, so golf golf's a good example. You get four days, even though it's a same event, but having like a, a monthly tournament mm -hmm. of that, um, where, where it could be like the free contest, except with like a paid entry, you pay a hundred bucks, um, you bid and it's a month long contest that pays out, um, you know, uh, the leaderboard, something like that, I think would be cool and, and have a lot of interest. Um, it just, just kind of figuring out how, if you do it kind of as a cash market, um, uh, it could get a little iffy cause yeah, cause people aren't putting in the same. So I think some sort of like monthly tournament or, or week long tournament, um, I think would be, would be really cool to see. That would be cool. Also, Joe, you know what I want? And, uh, I don't, uh, maybe I shouldn't be saying this cause I have no idea if it's in the works or not. I want to be able to create private contests. Like I want where like everyone who listens to this show 
could be in the same contest, all pay 10 bucks. Do, I, I don't know if that's in the works. If it's if it's not, it should be. But like that would be cool as well. Yeah, I think like you mentioned, it, it could be possible. It would have to be kind of like a la Austin said, where there's basically an entry fee, right? There's right. 100 shares per player and there's a $10 entry fee. And it's just a, an all out bidding war, with, <laughs> with, you know, how many dollars you have in the, you know, with the $10 or $100 that you put in uh, and see where things go. But it would definitely love to see some sort of longer format it just makes golf like it's fun with golf because uh it allows you to really sort of go for that the narrative that we all look for which is like you want to buy low on someone and you want to try to be on the on the forefront of that rise and a victory so that'd be very cool yeah one thing i think uh i saw on twitter and it was a good idea was um as they keep growing and, and the shares go from i think when they started it was 20 to 25 shares a player and now the bigger events you got six seven almost a thousand shares in some of these NFL slates is someone mentioned having like a five minute window after the IPO where um, you can, you can go buy shares of, of guys at the IPO price, or maybe it adds a dollar or, or 10%, you know, something like that to where if guys miss out, you can go buy a bunch of shares or you know, even a few shares of something after the IPO for kind of a, a fee yeah. for missing out, but something like that. Uh, I think just, just that's, adding that's a little a good idea perks like that i think would be cool but um it's i, I like it the way it is too so if, if it doesn't change i'm fine I, i'm i'm pretty open to to just about anything at this point so it's been a, it's been fun i love it i love it okay well austin listen we are going to get you out of here that's austin austin blasky much appreciated if you listen austin only started with a 20 dollars deposit and uh he got matched on the 20 we can do better than that we can do up to 50 dollars now if you do uh power austin uh, the promo code is power. Austin, if you would have gotten a $50 deposit, you'd be up to like $10 million in trades by now, wouldn't you? Yeah. Yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah, the 50, that's, that's two and a half what I got. So they're getting there. So getting in early, I guess paid off, paid off in the long run, but waiting a little bit, you get that, you get that extra deposit, uh, extra 50 bucks goes a long way in some of these, some of these markets. That's awesome. Awesome. Really appreciate you coming on, man. Thanks. Thanks so much for the time and congratulations on everything and good luck. Uh, continued successes in the jock market. Yeah. Awesome guys. Really appreciate it. Thanks buddy. That's Joe. You can follow him on Twitter at tour picks. You can follow me at Rick run. Good. This has been your jock market power hour. Good luck.